Welcome to Learning to Glow, a show about wellness, skin health, and self-development. I'm your host, Jess. I'm a mom, entrepreneur, and skincare expert. I'm so excited to share tips on how to achieve healthy skin and bring amazing guests in the field of health, fitness, aging gracefully, and personal growth. Let's explore all different ways we can take care of ourselves as women, both inside and out, to truly shine. So let's get glowing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Learning to Glow podcast. I'm your host, Jess. Thank you so much for being here with me today. We have such an inspiring message and guest, Danielle Judd with the Farmhouse Rescue nonprofit organization, and you are going to absolutely love this episode. Danielle has the most incredible story, and she talks about today how she founded this nonprofit organization, Farmhouse Rescue. You're not going to want to miss this one. Danielle went through a life-threatening illness while she was pregnant, and she made a promise that if she was given another chance, she would dedicate her life to good. And she founded the Farmhouse Rescue, which is a sanctuary for animals. They have rescued over 70 farm animals, and they do so much for people in need of healing. Her Smilebox program is bringing joy to so many sick children in hospitals. Danielle shares more about this incredible program in the episode. It's just wonderful what they're doing, the work that they're doing. I highly encourage that you check out her website. It is farmhouserescue.org and their Instagram page. You can take a look at all of the amazing work that they are doing and see some of the animals. They are always looking for support and donations are always appreciated. I will link all of this information so that you can check them out. And thank you so much, Chanel, for sharing all that you do and your incredible story. This is so inspiring and You know, one of the things that really stuck out to me in this episode with Danielle is that feeling of pressure and trying to feel like we need to do all of the things perfectly and match up with every other person. You know, we we talked a little bit about moms and how we worry that we're not doing everything that the other moms are doing and things like that. I just loved Danielle's perspective on this so much. I also want to thank my friend Helen. She is a volunteer at the Farmhouse Rescue. She does so many different things and she helps this organization in so many different ways. So just wanted to thank her for introducing me to Danielle and all of the work that she does that has helped this organization in so many different ways. And also thank you to everyone who has shared this podcast. It makes a world of difference to the show. If there's one thing I can ask is to share one of your favorite episodes with a friend that really helps get the word out with the podcast. We have so many great episodes coming up in 2024. I cannot wait to share with you so many good things. So stay tuned. Make sure you share this with a friend. If you haven't left a review, that would be amazing and much appreciated. And without further ado, here is the incredible Danielle Judd with the Farmhouse Rescue. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Learning to Glow podcast. I'm your host, Jess. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Danielle Judd with the Farmhouse Rescue. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Jess. So excited to see you. And we have lots to talk about today, but I think before we even get into what the Farmhouse Rescue is, I'd like to hear your story. Like, how how did you start this organization? You're the founder. Why did you start it? And like, what were you doing before all of this? So let's just... Let's just start with what were you doing before? Oh, 
Okay, I was like, do I have to go in that order? I don't know. Okay. Any order. I <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'll start with why it started. So around six years ago, I had bacterial, I, I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I found out that like when I was pregnant, I had this horrible headache and I was in this dream state and it was like so bad. So I went to the ER and they're like, you're pregnant. So you're having migraines. And I was around like six months pregnant, something like that. And so I was like, oh, okay. But it felt even worse than that. Like I couldn't really explain it. And they discharged me and a doctor came back on call and he's like, you know, I don't feel comfortable discharging you. Would you be okay if I did a spinal puncture? Like if I did a lumbar puncture? So it was like a spinal tap. So he did that. And instantly I was admitted to the ICU. I had bacterial meningitis and I was pregnant. And then that turned into sepsis. And then that turned into organ failure. And then that I delivered my child while I was septic. And then I had severe pneumonia. So it was just, I was in the hospital for like over three months. Um, I had brain issues after that. It was just a lot of issues. My son is doing great, but I, he was discharged before I was. And after coming out of it, I had severe depression and I just, I used to be in my former life, I used to be an artist and I was a designer for celebrities and I was a classical pianist. And I, you know, I worked really hard to make myself the best that I could be that I thought I could be. And after the hospital, I had a lot of brain injury because of my sickness because bacterial meningitis goes to your spine and then attaches to your brain and basically pretty much destroys it. So I lost a lot of memory. I didn't remember my kids. I didn't remember my husband. I have a lot of like we have I've been diagnosed with early onset dementia. So a lot of times I don't remember the shows that I see, which is kind of like a gift in disguise. It's kind of neat, but people I won't remember. And sometimes they take it personally, but please don't. And it, it became this thing. And I started getting depressed because I didn't remember how to read music anymore. And I was a classical pianist. Do you know how long that takes to like learn piano? And that was like a lifelong thing. And here I am, this classical pianist that can't read music anymore. Mm. And I, I mean, my muscle memory works where I could play and I sound good, but it's only my muscles that'll just like blah, blah, blah. And I hope everyone like, blah, blah. <laughs> it sounds better than that. But I like it to me, it's just like, it doesn't work anymore. And I was like, who am I? And even designing, it's like such an artistic mindset that you're like, am I even good enough at that anymore? Am I even like, it, that was my brain before, but now my brain's damaged. Like who that that's how I identified myself. So I had severe depression to the point that I had severe depression before, but I was suicidal and it was really difficult for me. And I, my husband was like, when were you happy? And I'm like, I liked horses when I was a kid. So he's like, we got to find you a horse ASAP. So I rescued this racehorse and I thought, this is my good person moment. And in the hospital, when my organs were failing, I just said, you know, God, I will do anything. If you let me make it through this, I will dedicate my life to good. I will be the best person in the world. I realize that I've been doing everything for me. Like, what can I do to give back to this world? I mean, you're going to die and you start to realize that like your bags don't matter. Your shoes don't matter. Nothing matters except for what you have done in life, how you have made this world better. Yes, I have children and you know, that's such a blessing. And of course I'm making great human beings, but like what am I passing on to this world? How was I given this gift? And how am I going to make this world better when I leave? Because when I leave, I'm leaving. And when you guys leave, 
you're gone. Okay. There's like, yes, people are going to be sad, but what have you done in this life that positively affects the world around you, makes this world better? And I honestly could not think of anything. And I felt like I just wasted my gift of life. And so in that moment, I swore that I would not waste it and I would do something amazing with my life if he just gave me a second chance. And he kept his promise. So I'm keeping mine. And so I rescued this racehorse and I, and this racehorse was rescuing me. So I started rescuing these animals. And I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rescue animals. I'm look at me. I'm so great. But then I realized, no, there's more for me. So then we moved to this farm which my husband thought I was nuts. And I am, I was, I, you guys is bad. I like, I'm nuts. And I had this idealistic idea of what the farm was going to be. It is not what you think it's going to be just so you all know. So I cried a lot, but I, I run all the heavy machinery here. I build a lot. I've learned that I'm capable of more than I ever thought I would be. I became stronger doing this. And it just became this thing that I was like, okay, how do I bring people to this farm? So I started having volunteers come with mental health disabilities and adults with special needs. And then I'm like, wait a second. When I was in the hospital, I'd cry at sandals commercials. I was so sad. Here are these people freaking frolicking on the beach, having a great time, living their life, and I'm dying. Like that, that is not fun to watch. And no TV show makes you feel good except for a show called Naked and Afraid because you're like, oh my gosh, these people are miserable. I'm miserable. <laughs> and so I was like, how can I bring the farm animals to the hospital? And because I started talking to nurses and I'm like, do kids feel this way? And they're like, yeah, they start to think, was it because I lied to my sister or brother that I'm here? Is it because I'm not a good kid that I have cancer? It starts to cross your mind, even though it's not, it's just, it, it, you can't help it, but that's what happens. And any show that you watch just reminds you that you're not healthy and you're not normal and you're not living the life that the normal person's living. So I'm like, okay how can I bring these farm animals to the hospital? That's impossible. It is like very rigorous, the training and the diapers and these on these animals, which I have done before everyone. I've put diapers on animals. I have brought a pig to nursing homes. And when they say they go, wee, 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 they do not. They go like, like I cannot even explain the screams that they produce in these nursing homes. That sounds just, it was I was like, this is not going to work because if you pick up a pig, you'll know. So I was like, what about if I live wired this entire farm, put cameras at the levels of the animals so that kids can tune in and this can be their farm? And I was like, that's great. And then I thought, cool, but like, how do I connect them? Because really bringing them in, touching them, feeling that connection is what the healing process is, not just watching them, but connecting. So that's when we started the smile box program. And those are boxes that we have. And I have, actually I have a bag of them behind me. And they're boxes filled with intentional gifts, uh, farm plushie, fidget toys, straws for the drinks, all of these items, just fun, exciting toys that they just smile at when they get. But then on the bottom is a letter from one of the animals. And it's the letter from the animal that rescued me, Lovey, the Horse, and she tells you a little bit about herself. And then she starts to say her favorite color and what she likes to eat, and then starts asking questions. And it becomes a pen pal with the children. So the children write Lovey. Lovey obviously writes back and does a little art project of her hoof and introduces them to a new animal on the farm. So, like George Hamilton III is a pig. So she introduces him, George, and George introduces him to another. And it becomes this pen pal letter system that they are now 
you know, making these connections with these animals and having hope. And then they get to come to the farm if they're getting better. And then sometimes they're not getting better, which happens often. And it's end of life wishes where they go, we have two weeks left and we want to do something and feel normal as a family. And that's when we invite them to the farm and we say, come to the farm, have a day dedicated to you and your family for up to 20 people. We break the farm open just for them, have it with an event tent, do a full lunch for them, have a photographer here, make it a fun event that they just kind of forget about what's going on and just have that memory of feeling normal for a moment. So that's Farmhouse Rescue. It's so amazing, the work that you're doing. And I'm sure it was super easy to go from your vision of, you know, healing with your horse to where you are now, right? Oh, oh, it was just so easy. <laughs> Sounds so easy. Yeah. No, it's just so simple, you guys. You just get a horse and you start a nonprofit and that. It's so no, simple, it is, yeah. No, it is trial and error and it is more error than trial. I mean, I've learned from the mistakes that I've that I've made. Many people say, oh, I have a great fundraising idea. Why don't you do tours? And I'm like, yes, that will make us hundreds of dollars. Like we need more than that because to do a hospital, it costs 15,000 a year for these smile boxes. We give around 50 boxes each month to these hospitals. And you can't just give it one month and not give it another because these kids all meet in the chemo room and they are, you know, getting infusions and they'll talk and they'll see another kid that's nervous. and They'll be like, did they get a smile box? And they can't be like, oh no, sorry, we don't have those. It's like, it's something that's become, you know, that you want them to know that is continuous. So when we add on a hospital, we commit to a year to these hospitals. So we really focus on donations. It's been a it's been a trial and error, like I said, an error mostly because I thought, oh, well, here's these great fundraiser ideas. We could do go yoga. We could do that. We could do this. And it's exhausting. And it's just like, and it doesn't bring in what you need it to bring in. And I personally have never started a nonprofit. So that was not part of my you know, wheelhouse type of thing. And I'm already running on half a tank here. So I just like, you know, it's been a lot and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But I think my passion of just wanting to do good and leaving good in the world has really pushed me through. Not to say it's easy because it's not. It's honestly so hard. And I hear a lot of people say, gosh, when I retire, I want to do what you're doing. I'm like, don't. Find an organization that does what you want to do. And if there's not an organization, then see how much passion you have because every bit of everything you have is going to be injected into that. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that because, and, and you and I have talked about this before, how a lot of people have assumptions or ideas about the farm. And, and it does sound, I mean, the first time I heard about it, I was like, this is so incredible. and it. I'm not going to say it sounds glamorous, but it sounds it sounds just like so much fun and there's must be a lot of frolicking and you get to pet animals and I'm a big animal lover so I you know you that's what you think of and I know you've spoken to people who have those same assumptions like it just you must just like pet horses and and like frolic and really give us an example of what you actually do like what's a what's a day in the life at the farm for you Oh my gosh so like, it's so funny and good. I want people to think that because I want them to have that in their head that that's what I do because that sounds amazing and I love that. And that's like the social media life yeah. that we all live in of just having this idealistic, 
I'm wearing a beautiful dress and pretty brand new boots and walking around the farm, petting animals and collecting eggs, which sounds fantastic. And if you think that, then yes, please think that. <laughs> that is what I do. But what I do is early in the morning, so like 5 a.m., you typically wake up. It takes around an hour and a half to feed the animals every morning. So that means that it is cold, rain or shine, holiday or not. You are up early in the a.m. before volunteers get here, if I have volunteers that day. And so I am up feeding the animals. It's 150 pound bales of hay that I'm pushing around, collecting that, distributing it out to the animals in the morning, filling up the waters, which is freezing for an hour and a half, and then going around, picking up the poop. If I don't have volunteers that day, which are 50 pound buckets that I got to lift up and over my head and then put it in a dumpster. And yes, that has fallen back on me a couple of times. Oh God. Keep your mouth closed when you throw it in. And <laughs> And then in the evening, and then I have three kids. So then I come in all disheveled, like I have makeup on right now. You guys are, there's a lot of dry shampoo going on. You look beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) It's mostly dark makeup and dry shampoo. And so then I come in the office and I am on my computer. We are just looking up different ways to fundraise. We're reaching out to people that have like given money or we're adding to our LinkedIn or we're adding to our social media. I have someone here named Helen who you know well, and she is doing photos of the animals on the farm. She's like, wait, don't feed them yet. I need to get a photo of that. And I'm like, okay. So then she goes and feeds them. We're answering back emails of people that are saying, oh, I have, you know, an animal. And we're like, sorry, we can't take that. Or we'd like to get involved. Okay. How can you get involved? Because it takes training. And then I go and I pick up my kids at two o'clock and then I come back and I run back up to go work more in the office. And then at around five o'clock, cause it's getting dark earlier, I go around and it takes an hour every single night just to feed and close up the animals. So every day, no matter what, you have two and a half hours of feeding and watering the animals, no matter what, no matter what holiday, no matter if you're sick or anything like that, you have no excuse. Like I've had pneumonia and I'm out there doing it and I'm tired. And then you have the cameras. So you have to do, you know, you're always on like all the time. So you're smiling, making sure it's clean. And that's one of the main things is you have, this farm is a little different than other farms because it is cameras nonstop. So it's, it's live for these kids and they don't want to see poop and they don't want to see the messiness of the farm animals. So we keep it clean for that. We keep it clean for the guests of the farm, but I go a week without petting an animal myself. I mean, I, I was at my kids camp out and I had my computer there and some moms passed by and they go, I love your job. Obviously they've had a couple of margaritas <laughs> and they're like, I love your job. Uh, you have the best job ever. And I'm like, really? And then they're like, yeah, you just get to pet animals all day. It's great. And I'm just sitting there at my kids camp out with my computer doing you know, the social, like making a post for it or doing some sort of graphic that I need to do for the website because I'm the one that's doing that. And you're doing everything when you're the founder and it's insane. And you're not getting paid for it. Well, I'm not getting paid for it. And no one here is getting paid for what they do. We're putting it all towards our programs and towards what we need to get done. Because if I got paid an income from this, we would not be able to have the reach that we're able to have. So like I said, it's a labor of love. It's passion. It's doing good. And it's just, I know that this is what I was meant to do. So, oh, and yeah, I think I pet the animals. 
all day and play with them. Yes, please think that. I love that for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're you're doing you're doing so much. You did say it's a, it's a passion of yours, and it's something that has come to you. And the amount of work and efforts that go into it, like twenty four, you know, you're always moving towards that. But you know, this is a wellness podcast. So how do you take time? There's networking. Oh, oh, There's networking. networking. Oh yeah, we've, yeah. we've I've done Everything that. About. Oh yeah, and then oh, no. there's just like I'm sure there's just a million things. And so, what do you do to to take care of you? Of you, like, do you is that even a thought that comes so into your mind? In the beginning, you know, in the beginning of this, like around three years ago, I, I honestly think that I kind of figured it out this year, and I was really bad about balancing and believe it or not, I'm actually a lot better about it now. But in the beginning, I would pull 24 hour days of working. I put this ahead of my own health and would make myself sick as well as trying to be a good mom and trying to be a good, you know, member of society, basically trying to give back and all this. And I really tried to overextend myself and just tried every possible thing that I could do to say yes. And you know, just really put my health on the back burner. And it wasn't until this last year that I was able to realize that like, if I'm not happy, if I feel I'm burning the candle at both ends and I'm exhausted, that's going to reflect in my work a lot. And, but realistically to start a business, you need to, to burn the candle at both ends. You need to be that person that does that. Sorry, Helen's playing with the heater over here. Fired. In our barn. Yeah. No, and, and honestly, just I really like as a founder of something or as a startup company, you're doing the shipping, you're doing everything, and it's impossible not to have burnout. It's what you do, that's how your business is successful. So that's just you know, starting a company or doing that is just natural. It's what happens. No one's ever going to avoid that. I don't care who you are. It's not until you get to the point of realizing, okay, this is not going to work long-term right. and I need to figure out another way because I'm not going to be successful running the clock like this. Like this isn't going to work. So I've actually started just recently, like this last year to have a better work-life balance. I haven't done a 24-hour day for the last year, which has been really nice. Stayed up for 24 hours work. I haven't like if things don't get done, like if it's not what I want it to be, I'm not going to freak out and just stay up and do that. I've become less OCD about it because I have serious OCD and I've had to learn to let that go. I've, I've a lot of my mental health has been learning to let go of the of the perfection. And that's really released a lot of stress off of me and having some help has released a lot of stress. I letting people around you surround yourself with people that want to succeed and want to seize your mission and wants to do good in the world. That's, that's really who you want to surround yourself with is people that are better than you. And that's really helped me out a lot in realizing that you're not doing this alone. Like you need to collaborate with people. You need to partner with people. That's not competition. That's, that's just being smart. And so I've I've started to realize that and I have two separate phones. So I'm able to shut that off a lot of the times where I'm like, okay, this is family moment. I'm not watching this or like with my kids, I'll watch a movie and not have my phone. And that was always something that I always have my phone with me while watching the movie with my kids because they see that. But I, you know, I took my kids to the dentist today, which was actually mega for me. I was like so proud of that moment. I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
I'm such a good mom. <laughs> like I give myself these small wins. Okay. Like we had like lunch with loved ones at school and I was just sitting there like telling moms how amazing we are. I, you know, I was just like, we are incredible people right now. They're like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, we're here right now. And that's amazing. Like, look how good of parents we are. Like we are good. And I think it's those little successes that you need to give yourself instead of just thinking that these are just standardized wins. Like give yourself a pat on the back for being there and just like showing up for these small things because we all have so much going on. Even if you're not the founder of a nonprofit, just coming to these events, you need to really tell yourself like, dang, I did that. That's pretty freaking cool. Good for me. And like, I had to reorganize the meetings for this, but I made a meaningful impact on my child's life today because I showed up here and, or I remembered a birthday party. It's not even going, it's just remembering that there was one. That's like, so taking the small wins for me has been like really good for my mental health. So that's been something that I've noticed that you need to do and stop being so hard on yourselves. Like, I used to be so hard on myself going, my kid doesn't do this and he's not an active in all these sports and like every other. No, I'm just, you know, my kid showered. I was super stoked on that. I was like, that's good. This is my kids are brushing their teeth twice a day. I'm winning at life right now. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so okay. When I first started my wellness journey, I had already been in the skincare industry for years, working on client skin and as an educator for multiple skincare brands. When I learned about how the toxins in our personal care and beauty products could have a negative impact on our health, I knew I needed to make a change. I was used to the result-driven products that I was working with, and I was not happy with the natural products on the market at that time. Although they were safer and cleaner, they did not meet my expectations for results. I created Simply Just Skincare to deliver the results my clients demanded from their products while using natural, toxin-free ingredients. You can check out my clients' results and reviews on my website, simplyjustskincare.com. In 30 days, my clients have reported more hydrated skin, less appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, and more of an overall glow. Our top sellers include our repair toner, our hydrating undo serum with hyaluronic acid, and more. I am offering my listeners 20% off their first order with code podcast. Check it out in the link in my show notes to get glowing today. had a podcast not too long ago talking about this and how celebrating those small wins are so it's so important because there's I think our, a lot of our default is just like I'm not doing good enough here this area of my life isn't good enough and just so much pressure and also that what you said about that perfectionism that is something that will just strip the joy right right out of your life especially if you're trying to do something in a way and you can't let go of that control. Like you said, you've been able to do this year because it's like, let's work on getting it done. It doesn't always have to be perfect, especially when you have so when, much to do. When I, shower, when I shower and I dry my hair, you guys, I am like, I have achieved life right now. Like these are like, this is incredible. I am, I am showered. My hair is clean. I put on makeup. That is like trophy winning right there. That is that is a major achievement for me of self-care that I'm like, dang, I feel good now. So <laughs> yeah, it's like self-care too, like taking time for yourself to give yourself that moment, even getting your nails done. Like that's kind of, that's kind of amazing to me. Like, but showering, like I, I always tell my husband, I'm like, should I wash my hair? He's like, the fact that you asked me that might mean that you need to wash. Might hair. be time. And I'm just like, oh, fine. <laughs> I'm like, when it gets itchy, that's when I know. Like, 
I sound so gross to everyone right no, now. No, I mean, farm life, right? It's like, it doesn't have to be, your hair isn't the biggest concern of your day, I'm sure. No, but like when I do it, I'm just like, dang, I am achieving things. Like when I get my life, like I feel like I have my life together. But honestly, everyone just know that no one has it together. I won the American Red Cross Hero Award. I was featured in magazines and different things and have awards and was on the Lakers like main court and I don't have anything together. I'm just making it through. Like we got, I got OC Parenting Magazine. I was the local hero. And when Helen called me to tell me that I got it, I was actually on my way to school, getting my kids to school late and bringing them in the office. I'm like, cool, that's amazing. Cause like, and and in that thing I was, they were like, how do you balance it all? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't do it well. And anyone that's gonna tell you or anything that you watch on social media that you're seeing that they have their life together, they don't. So just, just, you know, unfollow that because that's not healthy for you. You're gonna compare yourself to that person. It's always like influencers to me kind of bother me, especially lately, I've been seeing them a lot lately. and. I've been watching because I get to go to these cool events, but I've been watching their snippets of their social media like the you guys all get to see the the outcome that they want. And I get to see the reality that they're filming with their self. And it's not what you think it is like. It's kind of amazing. And I'm just like, what the heck? And I would always go. Oh, that's so nice. But it's not. It's just like they're just there in that moment, a lot of times alone and dressed up for no apparent reason whatsoever. And you're just like, all right, and good for them. But like, just take that away from yourself. Stop burdening yourself watching social media, like watch more cat videos. I don't know. Watch things that make you happy or learn how to do things. That's better than seeing other people thinking that they're achieving more than you are. I feel like it's that reminder too to be like yeah don't compare yourself to to those things online because it's going to be it's going to be detrimental for your mental health so i would love to hear maybe what you have planned in future plans things coming up but also i was lucky enough to be in attendance at the your latest gala which i'm already excited about next year's by the way but this was such an amazing fundraiser that you all put on so beautifully and i would love if you could just share a little bit about that because this is a really great opportunity for you guys to get some funds for all of the amazing work that you do and also after that maybe you could tell us a little bit about what what you have coming up and planned and all that good stuff Gosh, the gala. So this was our first gala and I've done events for other events. So like other people, I've done the Rams Christmas party and like celebrity parties. So this was something to me that I was really excited about. And it's kind of where I thrive. And I was super excited about doing it. What I was not excited about was the fundraising for the gala to make the gala happen. That was really stressful, but we made it all happen. We got sponsors in there. And it was kind of incredible. I mean, we were able to put in, and the main thing about this gala that I find different than other fundraisers is when I'm in this nonprofit world, I get to see a lot of like what I don't like. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not trained, classically trained in the nonprofit world, I don't get to stick to the books of what they get to do. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to appreciate the people that are coming. I want them to know who we are. And I want them to have a really nice night out. Like 
that gala was based on the people that are there. Yes, we're raising money, but I wanted everyone there to know how much we appreciated them and how we wanted them to just have a nice night and feel like it's not it, it, they're having fun, but doing good in the same time. I wanted my focus was to give you guys a great date night that you enjoyed yourself. And that was our main focus of the gala was all about just like our, our programs and anything we do at Farmhouse Rescue. It's all about making sure that that person gets the best experience that they can get. And that was the point of the gala. And if you guys are happy and you see that and you see the work that we put in for you, you're going to want to give back to us because you see how much that we give to you that you're going to know, wow, they give a lot back to what they do. They have a lot of passion. And I hope you saw that passion there. I mean, even down to the centerpieces we made, we spray painted these farm animals and had the name tags on there. And every single item there was done or approved or I've seen or I worked on or some everything there was done with me and, and people here that's helping. And it was like a group effort of just so it was incredible. It was such a fun night. Even the food we tasted and we decided on what we wanted everyone to eat, what everyone would like. To, you know, it was expensive. I mean, the food we got top caterers, but I wanted the food has to be good anywhere you go. And so I wanted to make sure that the food was going to be top notch and our price was really low for it. And we had a big open bar with incredible whiskey and wine. And uh, like, it was, it was such a fun night. Like uh, even the silent auction to the point of the silent auction items, I thought about every person there and we really focused it on experiences rather than stuff because as a society, I feel like we have enough stuff that we need to start experiencing things more. So we were really all about the experiences and making it something like wheel of fortune, VIP tickets and Lakers and Kings and or Clippers and Kings and Magic Castle tickets and different experiences that you can go. And because we all have enough stuff, you guys, like we need to start enjoying life and, and doing stuff and learning more. And then tying it in with a celebrity, of course, is always good. And finding a celebrity that's going to really care about your mission and care about what you do. And we were so lucky. We had Emily Simpson from the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I actually don't watch the show, but a lot of people here do. And I I had no idea, like she was just, I, I saw her social media and she was an attorney and she is just, she was so active in fundraising for us and so active in wanting to help and make this successful. And I text her any time of the day, which I did. And she was there just wanting to be a part of it. And that I, we deal with a lot of people that don't really care and it, it's different and it, like tying yourself with a person that really does care is incredible. And we'd love, we're, we already talked to her about doing it again with her next year. And she's like, yes. And so we started the gala. And when you start a gala, we've been waiting to do a gala because when you do it, just like our smile boxes, I'm a commitment person. Like when I commit to it, we have to do it all the time. So we committed to our gala. So next year in October in 2024, it's going to be the gala again. And it is like, think of 1990 CMA's dress code. And just like, it is just a night of having fun, raising money, eating great food, have finding great experiences, just hanging out with some cool people. And that, I mean, that's what it is. That's what we're doing. We had so much fun. And if you are listening and you're in Orange County, do you have to keep an eye out for next year? Because 
there was line dancing. There was there was just so much fun. The food was amazing. And, you know, you're right when you're when you're sitting there having a night out, but also for such an amazing cause, it just makes you feel good. It just it's just so much more enjoyable for all the guests and everybody there. And I know people are going to want to check you out, find out more about you and what you do and check check you out. (laughs) And I would love if you could hair, hair washed or not, we're going to, people are going to want to know where to find you and how they can help in, in, in your mission, because it's such a great mission. You're doing so much good. You're so incredible. So share where, where people can find you. Well, here's the thing, guys. We want to get into, there's like over 250 hospitals in the United States, children's hospitals. We want to get into all these children hospitals. We think that all these children hospitals need these smile boxes. They honestly do. They do. These kids, it makes such a difference in their lives. If you go on our social media, you'll see this kid that... Noah, she was so excited about her smile boxes. We get letters that just say, your smile boxes made me feel so much better. We want these in all the hospitals and we want them to have access to it. So the best way that we can do that is something that you guys can help with is spreading the word. The smile boxes are $25 a box. We give up to like around 50 award, like an oncology award a month, every month. So if you spread the word of who we are, follow us on social media, on Instagram, it's farmhouse underscore rescue and follow us on, you know, farmhouserescue.org, sign up for our newsletter. But it's really about word of mouth from you guys. Every single person listening to this, if they just shared who we are with their friend and told them to share us, that's really going to make a big difference. That's that's the biggest difference that you can make is to share who we are because not many people know what we do. Maybe send a message, say, hey, I heard this, you know, incredibly incredible person that washes her hair not that often and she has a great mission and we want to share it with you. Just sharing that, like not, you know, giving funds, yes, but sharing who we are and what we do would mean the world to us and what we do. Yes. And sharing is free. So it's something that we can all do to help get the word out and it doesn't cost us anything. So any any last words that you'd like to share? Anything else that I didn't ask that you'd like yeah. to share about the farm or yourself? I, I mean, I'm just, I am an open book. So if you guys do have questions for me, feel free to reach out to me. That's, I love I love hearing from you guys. Like I love uh, any encouraging words you want to give me, please send them my way. I love them. You want to tell me I looked good today or you liked this podcast, send it over. We all like positivity in our lives. You you didn't like it, don't send that. I don't really need to hear that. That's okay. Um, But like, you know, anything that you guys, you know, if this made a difference to you or you feel that, just share it, like share what you have to say. Tell me you heard this because that really makes that that encourages like people get encouraged that way. And you all encourage me. Everybody here does. Jess, you encourage me by asking me to be on here. I feel so special to be sharing my message with you. Anybody that's listening to it. Thank you so much for even taking the time to listen to this story. That means a lot to me. And I hope I inspired you a little bit to even just take the small win of what you're doing. Even waking up in the morning. That's freaking fantastic. I just like take the small win, you guys. You're all doing amazing and give yourself some credit. Oh, it's a, a message everybody needs to hear. And you are so inspiring. And I'm very honored that you were able to come and share your story with me. So thank you. Thank you. So grateful for you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and review so we can reach more people who want to learn to glow alongside us. See you next time.